Saving money on your outdoor project? Now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save big money at Menards. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hello and welcome to Hyperspace Hangout, a podcast by Star Wars fans for Star Wars fans. I am Matt Starwin. And I am Ezra Skyhopper. Welcome aboard the Outcast. This is the place for all Star Wars fans where we discuss your thoughts and theories about a galaxy far, far away. How awesome was it to go back to Tatooine, Ez? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it was good. It was... It was really good. I was thinking I don't have to struggle on the name of the planet. You know, I know what I, it is. You know, it was, uh, it was, so, you know, it starts out with the opening, the opening kind of fight there. It's like as soon as it opens, whoa, we're under attack. All right. right we're, 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 under, we're under attack. A ship gets a little damaged. And then, uh, hey, most Eisley, I was like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, yeah. So super cool that we had to go back to Tatooine. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, I mean, he is, he's getting torn apart there. It was a good move on his part, but. Dang, mm-hmm. like the, the the beginning of that was really intense. Mm-hmm. Hey man, so. just do that do that old braking maneuver. They fly in front, blast them. Right. Perfect. Yeah. And then perfect. I mean, docking bay thirty five or three five, right? Mm-hmm. That's the the docking bay we're at. So. Mm-hmm. Hey, and you he, know, and then uh, to me, just in the in the opening stuff, then we'll get to kind of a review of of the episode. Um, the rookie. What's his? I don't. I don't know his name, but the but the rookie uh, bounty hunter that the man that Mandalorian is going with, um, is uh, is he sitting in the same spot that Han Solo was sitting in? Yeah, I think he is. I think he is. <laughs> I, think, I, think I think he, he is. is. Yeah, that was pretty cool, and it was just neat that the guild doesn't like had his there anymore. Had, too, had, too, had his is... feet up. Had his feet up on the table too. You know, have, have a yeah. seat. You know, kind of a thing. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Right. It looked like there were there weren't as many. Uh, I don't know patrons or whatever mm-hmm. at there at the cantina, but still it was really cool to be like walking back in there. It's just it was it was crazy, wasn't it, to see all of that and just to be mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Somebody I got chills, kind of like what? Mm-hmm. Who's gonna? I step mean, do they build here? a new set every time, or do they just actually go to Tatooine to film it? <laughs> I'm gonna in my head. I'm gonna say that's where they went. They went back to t- they went right there, 
and and filmed it the way they should have. So yeah, it seems crazy that the people of Tatooine just have no idea that uh, you know just down the street is like you know what like the last like fifty years worth of galactic rule and oh. <laughs> you know it's like yeah. it's, it's all it all literally comes from like right over there. Oh yeah, yeah, just crazy. yeah, man. I uh, yeah. So so he's there and so. I'm still trying to figure out like the the guild and what it, what it means to be a part of the bounty hunters guild. Like they're not, um, they don't operate there. He was going in to get mm-hmm. like I guess another another fob or whatever, you know, something another puck. And well, I thought well, yeah, he was looking, yeah, he was looking for he was looking for a job so he could. But he goes in and initially he says I'm looking for hunting work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it you know it doesn't necessarily mean I don't know if he means. I'm sure he probably meant bounty hunting, but I mean, also, I don't know, maybe go hunt like a big beast or, or or something, you know, like any 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 kind of any kind of work. But you know, something I was thinking about because um, they talk later about how the bounty that he and we're gonna have to look it up. The it's it's Toro Calican, I think, is his name. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's the guy who uh, that's, that's yeah the bounty hunter. So. He he and Toro, you know, they're going after. Did you have the girl, little girl's name pulled up that they're um, that they're hunting? Let me see. Yeah, she is. I meant to find her actually. The mercenary, you mean? Oh man, is it Fen? F- yep, Fennec. Yep, Fennec. Yeah, that's that's Fennec it. Fennec Shand or something like that. Fennec, yeah. Fennec Shand. Yeah. So they're hunting her, and uh, Mando talks about how they that she, you know, was a top assassin for the Huts. So. Yeah. When he sa- so I'm wondering if he means was as in because that's just what her previous line of work was. But, you know, we're just a couple of years removed from Return of the Jedi. And obviously Jabba's gone. So what is kind of the political nature on on Tatooine? Right. Well, I, I was actually thinking, well, first of all, I was wondering, like, oh, my God, are we going to see some like an, like another hut lord who had moved in here? Did somebody right. come in and take over? And it made me think when she referenced other Mandalorians, you, I haven't seen one of your kind in quite some time. I thought, well, shoot, is she talking about Boba, Boba Fett. Fett, right? I, I mean, mean, possibly. And if she's here on Tatooine and this is someone maybe who she worked for, that would mm-hmm. be sick. I mean, so you know what would be interesting is now we. I mean, I I, I doubt it, right? But it, it's possible to go back and watch Return of the Jedi and see if there's any character that resembles her. Now, obviously, it wouldn't be like that actress and stuff like that, but you know, it is something that you know Disney likes to do that stuff or add some, go back, add like, oh, here's this character. Maybe we can kind of turn them into something later, and then you can kind of go back and like, oh, look, there's that person. Um, to just look in that in that kind of that the. The scene there at the beginning of Return of the Jedi, where obviously you know Slave Leia's there and uh, mm-hmm. stuff like that, and um, to see is there somebody in there who res- possibly resembles that character? Maybe Disney, maybe that's where Disney pulled from and said, "Oh, let's let's like let's make that person a story." Yeah, that that would be really neat. Now, what, what's crazy is so what, one of the things that she says is like she's well, we know she's like an elite mercenary. Um, she's not just well, she's she's an assassin for hire. And a lot of the crime syndicates would hire her to like pick off not just anybody, but like the head honchos, top ranked, right? Yeah, top, top ranked. ranked people, uh, in- including huts. Actually, if other hut lords mm-hmm. wanted to, you know, rise in power, she might uh, be someone you would hit up to, to you know, um, I don't know, take them out or whatever. Exactly. So, gosh, man, it, yeah. I don't know. That was kind of. I was actually hoping both of those characters would live. Her well, and Toro. He, he, I don't know that they're both that either of them are dead. 
to be honest. Because at the end, we see something that's kind of shocking. We can talk about that later, but I, mean, I was I was wondering. Right. Like, you know, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Well, even um, even at the end where, I mean, this is total spoilers here, obviously. Um, even at the end where he shoots him, I don't know that it doesn't look like he does. He actually kill him, kill him. I was almost thinking maybe that was him um, walking to her at the end. I don't th- you know, I don't think so. I'm just, I obviously has like a cape and it could totally be a different character. But it's just it's it didn't seem like he really shot him, killed him necessarily. I mean, unless I, I mean, it, I mean, it's just not like a definitive like, oh, he's dead, dead. Like they didn't show him, you know. It's just they just show yeah. him shoot him, and that's it. Right. You talking about? You talking about is Toro dead? Yeah, is Toro? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, it's just, it's just it just didn't. You know, normally, like when you shoot somebody to kill, like, and you kill a, a character, it's it's like a clear, definitive, like they're they're kind of dead. But it was kind of just like they shot him, and then they moved like immediately onto other stuff. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, yeah. I, I, I the same thing with Fennec. I thought maybe she was at the end. We see what looks like. I mean, who the heck is walking up to her at the end, right? To grab her is that the Mandalorian almost, or is that another Mandalorian? I don't know. I was almost thinking, what if it's you know Grief Karga? Jeezy cow! Wow, because she but, clearly she clearly would have a a bounty on her. Yeah. Well, she well, does. That, I mean, she does obviously. And, and and as she said, she turned Toro against uh, the Mandalorian because. You know, he, he wanted to take out mm-hmm. this uh, bounty hunter that would get him into the guild. I mean, he's he's someone who's a traitor, if you will, to the bounty hunter's guild, and she knew that. So maybe Cargo wants her as well to help mm-hmm. find the Mandalorian and seek exactly. revenge or something. So exactly, or maybe somebody else was just tracking her, and they get there and they see she's dead, and yeah. so they think, oh, the man, you know, the Mandalorian did it, or or um. Or whoever, and so it it is interesting to see where we're going to go forward. But um, overall, I mean, just kind of the the episode review, I, I'd give it like a I give it like a solid seven. I think IGN gave it a, gave it a five point five, which is kind of a joke, but um, it was it's another just okay. Here we're we're going to learn a little bit more about the character. We're going to learn you know just see where we're going. Every episode's not going to be this major Star Wars shattering episode like the first episode. No. It th- this was really enjoyable though. I actually liked a lot of what they did with uh, on the speeder bikes and just learning with like, the Tuscan Raiders speaking to mm-hmm. them with the, like the, way, the hand signals and right. and everything and making a trade to to pass through their land um, unharmed was was cool. That was something cool to their their culture and stuff. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, because yeah. obviously as we know, Tuscan Raiders, hey. They do things their own way, and then they get killed by the Skywalkers. It's just the way it always kinds of end up ends up seeing going. So that's yeah. just the way the way it ends up ends up working in Star Wars. But um, yeah. yeah, you know, I, I thought it was kind of cool him kind of training the the younger um, bounty hunter a little bit. And here's how we're gonna, here's what we're gonna do. Here, you know, here's how we're gonna do that. And then they get they get pinned down. Uh, then I thought like their strategy was pretty cool. Look, we're gonna we're gonna charge at her. We're gonna fire up uh, the flares. And that's going to blind her, so it's going to buy us a little bit of time. Um, and then you know mm-hmm. the, he misses and kind of shoots the one in, in, into the ground, and so she gets the shot on his on his speeder. And so then, um, yeah, he gets he gets up there and he's taking her down. And then Mando comes up to kind of save him, you know, buy him enough time. So right, that was cool. I thought it was I thought it was, I thought it was cool. Yeah, it was a great little action sequence and a lot of like strategy and stuff. And you just get to see, I mean. For him, what was cool about that that uh, Fennec character, the assassin, is that like Mando didn't want to take her on. Right. I mean, 
really was sort of like, nah, forget it. Good luck. I mean, exactly. Like he knew her. She was notorious. She was well known. Um, and this guy clearly didn't know that. So he was either being set up or they're just thinking, well, on the off chance she actually does kill her. Well, then shoot. Yeah, you're in, kid. I mean, like it's good exactly. luck. Yeah, I wonder why they would give why they would give a rookie that target. Seems like that's See, just. Uh, I actually think what happened was is that maybe um, the Mandalorian showed up, and whoever found her at the end is the person who gave him that that puck and that was puck. hoping hoping he would distract her so that individual could take her out. I think he was gotcha. being used. I think Toro was being used the whole time, and then just the fact that you've got the Mandalorian showing up. Well, here we go. And even though she was wanted alive, not dead, um, I still think there's some. There's some money to be claimed on on her uh, just because she's dead. I don't think he quite understood that she's she's got to be worth something to to someone. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, she's just, here's she's a proof. high rank. Like, she's a high ranking assassin. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. So um, another thing that was really neat. So the the person who stole the show though was um, the actress's name is uh, Amy uh, Sedaris, and she played mm-hmm. Peli Mato. I think yeah. is how you say it. Yeah. Yeah. She's yeah. great. That was awesome. She she was the mechanic worker there um, at the spaceport at Moss Eisley Spaceport and uh, was doing all the work. You know, you got a connection back to, gosh, was that episode one, right? You know, you got the little mechanic droids running around. Hit the nose, right? Hit the nose. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, abs- that was absolutely. Cool. Absolutely. You know, I mean, it's just a shame we didn't see Sabalba and you know Wada out there too. But <laughs> I mean, I'm right. sure that yeah. Who knows? Who knows? I don't even know if they're both. If I well, either of them would probably not be alive. Right. At, yeah. At, at this point, I mean, you never know. But you know, yeah, um, yeah. No, it was yeah. cool, and she was, and she was great. You know that she's kind of taking care of Baby Yoda there a little bit, um, and you know she's kind of going back and forth with him a little bit. Like you know, you got a lot to learn about raising a child, and you know, like he's he's he doesn't want the droids to be used on the ship and she's arguing with him about that so no it was good she was she was another cool character and i think that's just one of the things that this show is doing is they're they're finding somebody and saying hey this this is this is a story we want to tell and give you a little bit insight to more of the people that you see on all these different kinds of planets yeah you know last last week last week it was the mother and the daughter um you know and like they're tribe essentially being attacked you know and so i just think i think it's cool that we get these and then you know the i've spoken guy you know in in the first two episodes and so just getting the it's it's that's the point of this show to me is also to build kind of star wars right to build stuff outside of you know luke and leia and ray and right the the main the main cast let's let's we need to do a lot of world building here yeah, and, and and still there's so the neat little nuggets, right? So the the bartender at um, the cantina ends up, I and mean, that droid should probably look familiar to some folks from like Return of the Jedi, was kind of the torture droid, the EV yeah. series uh, droid. So that was really neat to kind of see that connection. There was also a red um, R five series astromech droid there, kind of mm-hmm. scooting around. And so if you remember the one with the bad motivator R five. Um, you know, Uncle Owen almost bought that droid. And so we know there was an R5, it was R5-D4 who was, who was there on Tatooine. I'm, I'm sitting here going, holy, holy heck, did, did, did he make it? Is he, is he good? I, I don't know if there's, you know, with the change in, uh, switch to canon, I, I wonder if, uh, there were major theories out on that droid back in Legends, like that he was actually a, uh, a rebel spy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He'd been sent in to kind of check up on things. Uh, just funny. Um, you know what's it, you know what's it really interesting? 
is yeah. I was just thinking about this because I just uh, I just rewatched episode three last night. Um, episode one, Obi Wan and Qui Gon show up and they try to give you know Wada uh, credits, Republic credits, as those don't work out here. And then she's mm-hmm. just like, yeah, those will work, Imperial credits. So it's just like, right, just just funny to think about like, oh, where that where that was to where we are now, and like the different types of currency that works and 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 stuff like that. Yes, exactly. That that was neat. Yeah, because. You've got the. I still go back to him being paid in Mon Calamari, you know, coin or whatever mm-hmm. it was, currency. And where is he going to use that? Is there an exchange or something for, right. for that? So yeah, it was neat that she, you know, cool, whatever. She can find someone to, to make it work. Um, it also seemed like Moss Eisley had really, I wasn't as a little crowded. Bit. Yeah, it was really right. kind of like something. Something was going on. I, I don't know. Maybe again, the huts not being there, or Jabba being killed or whatever. Has really put a damper on the uh, the trade or the economy. I don't know exactly. Like, well, and then we saw, and then we we finally saw the uh, stormtrooper helmets on spikes that we that we saw a lot in the in the opening trailers. And I kind of forgot about it until I saw it. And I was like, oh yeah, that's you know that was a big a big point in in the trailer, um, the tra- mm-hmm. early trailers you saw at celebration and stuff like that for this. So uh, at least on um, and Tatooine, which we know is not really. It's kind of outer, you know. It's out there anyway, but kind of by itself. So the they clearly have no love for the empire there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. And also, so since we're on the on currency here, um, I think, and I just went and did a quick search, uh, for some of the Easter eggs. I love to look up some of the Easter eggs that that are in uh these these episodes. So um, Toro actually has. He's looking at a coin. And he's looking at a New Republic credit, like a, like a coin of some kind. And people are maybe saying perhaps he was hired by the New Republic to take out this, this um, you know, assassin or something, or, or who knows? Possibly. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, it was just interesting. You had those two, two different types of currency out here. And, and some of those worlds that don't, you know, they were once a part of, like, um, they were run by or ruled by crime syndicates or, or the huts or whatever. Um they yeah they can use both coin, both both coinage and they've got their own kind of system a, a bar you know a trading system, uh so yeah it's just every everything kind of goes on on Tatooine, which so. is cool it it's cool to see yeah again I is there anything in any of the books because again you you know far more about kind of the 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 novelizations mm-hmm. than than I do that has talked a little bit about what's happened possibly to Tatooine after after Jabba's death. Uh, not really. There was actually, uh, interestingly enough, and this is really cool. So in aftermath, someone finds what looks like Boba Fett's or a Mandalorian's armor, and it's some guy who takes over as sheriff of some town, and uh, basically by wearing that armor, I don't know if he actually was a Mandalorian. I mean, there's a lot of theories about who this person was. I have to look him up, but it's in the aftermath series, and he's wearing armor, um, and it doesn't really give us much more than that. It's a short little thing where he's defending this, this small village and he takes over as like their sheriff. <laughs> it's just kind of weird. Nice. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, so there's that. Um, let me think other things that have really happened on Tatooine. I don't really know that there's a whole lot that's said. I think it's still, it's just sort of up for grabs. I don't know that we really know much about it. It's, it's still, they, they probably still participate in some slavery. Um, there's, there's probably there probably is another hut or there's probably huts vying for 
you know, control. I wonder if Jabba's palace has been taken back over. And some of this might be in comic books. So if people know and they've they've read, I, there's a lot in those Star Wars comic books that kind of tell about those other worlds and and you know everything. There's a whole Doctor Aphra series I've never read, um, but uh, yeah. So so as far as I know, it's it hasn't been uh, touched too much because I think it may be something they they come back to here in the actual uh, Rise of Skywalker. So maybe they want to save some of that for. Um, you know the the movie, and they don't want to reveal it, perhaps. But we we did learn though that uh, the so chapters one and chapters three, the planet that the that we were on is is Navarro. So that's yeah. called that's called Navarro. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We, now we now we know specifically that's that's where that's at because they, they she yeah. says you know he shot it up. Yes. Yes. Right. Um, let me see here. So it's a new planet. Um, yeah, it's it's a newer planet, but it's we don't know. It's it, there's the there's the group of Mandalorians on the planet um, and an encampment of Imperials. It just seems odd that you've got all that stuff kind of going on there, and you've got one of those bounty hunter killed outposts. So you see how like this that the cantina where Grief Karga is w- was similar to what Moss Eisley maybe used to be. It's almost like you could go mm-hmm. in there and you imagine that the that the barkeeper, whoever, um, might might have a puck for you and slide it out as you come in with your drink or something. You know, it seems like there are those little tiny the people who are partnered with or um, have an alliance with the bounty hunter guild, which is kind of neat. I think. Yeah, I'm looking up. I think I think you and I were looking at the same Easter egg uh, article because <laughs> I was like I was I was scrolling through. I was like, oh, this is exactly what uh, Sir Ezra. Yeah. Well, is, did you is, see? Is pulling up here too. Yeah, did you see that connection to Star Wars Rebels? The guy and I, I, did. I figured you Just would like this. the voice yeah. acting. Yeah, yeah. So, so he also, um, what's his name? Steve Steve Blum. Is that how you say it? Um, mm-hmm. He also did the voice acting for X Men in Wolverine. Yep. For years, yeah, he so. does. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. Uh, he does Wolverine. Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. So that was the the operator on he, uh, the Moss Eisley Tower. Uh, we do see some we do see some Bantha, which is kind of cool. You know, Bantha fodder. You know, yeah. uh, when the when he's <laughs> he's scouting and he's looking, he sees the uh, Tuscan Raiders out there, right? Yep. Yeah, he's on a dewback too, right? So he gets on that dewback eventually, and uh, um, is, is trying to. That's how he uses when he he doesn't have a speeder, right? And he goes after um, uh, just a ride. He needs another ride to kind of take take the assassin in. Uh, yeah, man. I don't know. Overall, really cool. Now, some things that you you had said right afterwards. I mean, you you kind of mentioned it. We're kind of joking, but we're kind of not. Um, look at the timeline on some of this. You know, I mean, who? How could these characters be related to some of the characters in the Rise of Skywalker? And uh, I was just sort of like blown away by the idea that maybe maybe the Mandalorian. You know, no. does he have kids? Well- well, I don't know. You know, I don't know. You know, we, we were talking about that, but I do really uh, one last one last uh, camp uh, kind of Easter egg here. Um, this is from GameSpot. They, you know, a lot of people are breaking down these episodes. It says uh, Fennec Shand's possible ties to the Force Awakens. So infamous assassin Fennec Shand uh, is introduced, you know, for the first and probably last time in this episode of Mandalorian. But it's possible that another member of her family has already appeared in another Star Wars movie in the Force Awakens. We briefly meet uh, Kanji Club, right? Yeah. A criminal organization that Han Solo was in debt to, right? Remember? Uh, they're kind of yes. chasing him down there. One of the members of this was uh, Crokend Shand. Considering Fennec once once worked for the Hut cartel and Kanji Club's members are compromised of former Hut slaves, it's a safe bet to say these two are related. That's um, awesome. 
Crockend could be Fennec's son, considering there's a 25-year difference between the episode of The Mandalorian and The Force Awakens. So that's cool. You know, I, Disney does do that stuff. They, Especially Dave Filoni, you know, they they like to do, yeah. they really like to, to add in these to these legends and... Um, you know, in this case, even let's let's take a small, a minor character you may you may see in in one of the movies and add it to the TV show because it just adds depth and it's world, it's story building, it, it's 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 weaving them in in interchangeably, which is great. Yeah, it's a neat it's a neat little connection. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. I was actually trying to look up like Pelimato and trying to figure out like, oh, you know, does she have any? Uh, <laughs> like, does she have any kids? Okay. D- yeah. I, well, I mean, you right, know, I gonna... I jokingly sent you a text early this morning and I was just like, you know, I mean, I'm not saying it's it's of any likelihood. But the Mandalorian, I was like, could he be Ray's dad? You know, this was a joke. I just said as that. I was like, timeline-wise, yeah. hey, at least it would make sense, you know? Right, yeah. I thought it was funny. We and explore I thought, well, every possible, you know, well, every, well, every then, possible then, thing here. <laughs> you said that, and I thought, well, shoot, if that's the case, then Belly Mato's maybe maybe the mom, right? And maybe she's, maybe she's Ray's mother, like. You, you know, never know. <laughs> filthy junk traders, <laughs> like. I don't know. That's what they maybe that's what they end up being. Um, I don't know. It, it was really cool. It was also really neat just to kind of see um, again, Baby Yoda stealing the show always, always breaking just, hearts. Yeah, and it didn't. Do, I mean, he's just there, chilling out um, at the spaceport, doing his thing. Uh, but it's also kind of odd to me that people don't really know how significant that alien species is. Right? They're not. No one's looking at that. Um, that baby and going, oh my god! Like it's just, it's if you know that that's the, the bounty that the or, or the asset that um the client was after, then yeah, you see it as as a high value target and and whatever. And even Toro kind of needs cued in that that a, a child or a baby was stolen, you know, um from a client of the guild, and that's what makes Baby Yoda, like, I guess, important. But really, people who would just see the baby. That's that's why I think why Mando is not really worried about just just walking through the streets with this child because no one really is gonna know. Like they're not cued in that this is a really big deal. And maybe we think it's a big deal. Maybe maybe they're more common than we realize or something. I I, I don't know, but I, mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of kind of interesting. You know, yeah. Just that so they're out in the open. So I'm I'm reading some more theories here online. Just people talking about it. Um, uh, who is she? You know, she says that she's there uh, to. Ra- she's supposed to rendezvous with rendezvous with somebody. Um, who does? Who? Uh, Fennec, the assassin. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Shan. She, that's what she says. Is she's you know when she's talking to uh, Toro. Hey, I need to. I need to get here. Right. I have. A, I have a rendezvous uh, with, with with somebody. So, who is she supposed to meet up with? Right. Is that who walks up to her? And you know, he also says if you go after her, you're as good as a dead man. One, I think. Talking oh about God. her her skill, but also it seems like she has some pretty important ties. I don't think that if there are any huts or there's some other cartel out there that they would really appreciate one of their top assassins being being uh, have a bounty collected upon. Yeah, yeah. I I, I just I, I'd have to go. I have to pull it up here and like look at the like it sounded like whoever was walking up to her at the end had heavy armor, and it looked like it could have been a Mandalorian. Um, but again, I only watched it once and we just, we always do these just right afterwards. We watch it, hop on here and record. Uh, so I, I need to go back and look again, but did you, what, what did you, who did you think that person was? I mean, did they, who, who do they look like or feel? Like? I don't know. I, to me, I just, well, I, I just noticed the Cape. Right. And so I don't know why I was just, I was thinking grief cargo, but it's, it's entirely possible 
it's it's going to be just a new a new character. Yeah. Possibly yeah, another sure. possibly another Mandalorian, which would be awesome that there well, is some sort of Mandalorian versus Mandalorian fight. Yeah, that would be cool. Why well, I, I keep thinking like just that, I don't know the the little nods, the, the little references that they make, you know, he's no good to me dead, that sort of thing. Like is that having to do with uh like Boba Fett? I mean, is, is I just keep wondering if Fett is going to be somehow introduced in this just that he's alive not that the story is about him but just that he's like totally totally confirmed alive i mean i know we saw the one little shadowy thing but that was a real right. hidden hidden thing that no no one, right you know what i'm saying that's not confirmation truly that, that right and then right and then it's just kind of the the creators in in like a vanity fair saying well you know just take a look i mean they they don't act, i don't think they actually 100% have come out and said boba fett mm-hmm. is is alive confirmed right yeah, so I don't know. That would just be kind of neat if, if like, to well, see. Well, you know, the other thing is, again, Boba Fett, even if you go back to originally, it was just a character that we all thought looked cool, and we built him up into something bigger. And then he got really expanded upon in the EU. And then, okay, they expand upon him quite a bit more in the prequels, right, with, with Jango Fett. But, I mean, outside of that, when you look at what's really canon about now about Boba Fett there's not really a lot right I mean he's still kind right. of like a small small minor character yeah 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 it would just I be kind of cool that's, if there that's was... one of the that's one of the reasons everybody wants Solo 2 to happen so we can have yes some more Boba so, Fett so, stuff right we can know and the only reason I, I say this is like if you want to know more about the Mandalorians you want to tie us back over across the originals you know you could build up this this group of individuals and and maybe um, our Mando has been raised here with this local tribe on Navarro but there's other tribes out there and then there's someone who oversees all the tribes or something I don't know I just don't we keep getting little pieces here and there we keep learning about this and I mean gosh last week we were speculating that maybe his parents are I think this was maybe a, a transmission we got that his parents could have been from Jeddah and that maybe he's adopted. He's not truly from the planet Mandalore or whatever, you know? Right. I don't think he so, is. So, yeah, it just kind of makes me... Well, well then, th- then you wonder, like, are any of them? Or did they just get Mandalorian armor? Is there an actual Mandalorian group out there? Or are those other Mandos also just a bunch of ragtag individuals? Exactly. Who yeah. This is the right. way and... Exactly. Yeah. I, no. I, th- I think you're right. It's it's possible we may run into a rival Mandalorian group. Yeah. So I don't know. Be, be kind of neat. It was also the the speeder bikes were cool too. Those were really neat. Yeah. I mean, right? you know, they were pretty fast, but we're already on Tatooine, so I mean, you know, yeah, would have gotten them there a lot faster. Would have just yeah. been a pod racer. I know. I know. I mean, think of how Gosh. much faster they would have got there. Yeah. Like two <laughs> seconds. Yeah. That's awesome. And it was, you know, one other thing, it was kind of cool seeing the Tusken Raiders in a, in a decent light. Or they're not just these, like, savages out there. Hey, this is their land. Yeah, this is their land, yeah. And, and they we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna negotiate. We're going to negotiate travel. Right, right. Well, yeah, what was it? The, uh, um, it was like the, yeah, bi- the binoculars he gives them. Yeah. Them. Yeah, which is cool just to see that. Uh, and I, I the, just, the I really, I really love his, his, his like witty, his, his comments and, and come, you know, just come back. So all these like little, almost like one liners. He's like, those are brand new. He's like, yep, they were, you know, like yeah. and when he's, when he's, when he's talking about how the best guard held up when he gets shot 
And he and then uh, Toro's like, well, wait, I don't have Beskar. He's like, nope, you don't. <laughs> right? No, yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah, no, you don't. It's real like, simple, straightforward. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's it's pretty. And it's it's cool. He explains right that well, since she has the high ground, right? So they have to kind of mm-hmm. wait to make their first move. Um, but the reason it was such a long shot, and he's further away, so that's why the the armor held up and it was good. But as he got closer, it looks like that left or right, I can't remember which one, like chess piece might be damaged a little bit. He might have to go get that worked he on might, a bit. He might yeah, he might have to get that repaired a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So just awesome. Yeah. Good but stuff. hey man, again, I'll keep saying it. So far so good. I'm ready. I know. I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready for I think the I think so six I think six, seven and eight. I think, you know, at the end of this episode there's a little tease. Something's about to happen. We'll find out a little bit more and then we'll build, you know, with, with seven and, and eight. So, so we have six, which will be is it next um, next Friday? I think mm-hmm. this coming and then Friday, I, right? Right, and then I mm-hmm. think that the last like Wednesday or something. The last two episodes come out the week. Uh, I think one comes out. Yeah, let's pull it up. Let's pull it up here. Yeah, I think it's the win. Or something, one is like we get two more before the Rise of Skywalker, and then I think the last one is after the Rise of Skywalker comes out, which will be. That that be I, it just makes you think. There's got to be some tie-in or some reference, right? Uh, so it is no. So it's, oh, it's just kind of weird. So we get Friday, December thirteenth, which is next Friday. Then we get yep. ne- then we get the following Wednesday, which is December eighteenth, which is you yep. know, the day before the mm-hmm. Thursday showings of Rise of Skywalker. Which I just yep. find, I, it's just weird. I mean, like, like I mean, it's. I don't know. I, it's it's yeah. Unless, why are they overlapped unless, like that? Why, why are why, they yeah. doing it? Like, why not just release it on the Friday? And I get it's all because we want people to go see Star Wars, but it just seems, I don't yeah. know. It it just seems weird. It's just it's just well, weird. I you know we've and we've talked to people. I've talked to people about this because you and I've talked uh, about the why didn't they choose to release it all at once? And mm-hmm. um, oh, gosh, I don't. Somebody I. Oh, I'm gonna blank on it because I don't remember exactly where it was. Whether it was on Facebook or or Twitter. Um, and I'm really, I'm really sorry for that. But, um, somebody had sent me a message saying it was, a, it was a really bad idea that Disney did this because you get a seven day free trial, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you would think that di- if you put this entire thing on there, people would binge all of it. And then like, there's two true trains of thought. I would put all of it up there because then people can binge it. And they'd be like, I want more. Like I'm signing up for Disney plus. This is awesome. Can't wait for more of this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, yeah. well, then they'd watch it all. And so yeah, it's like, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I mean. Well, I, I think it's really what it is is just like why. Is, so I know they had this. Maybe they couldn't like launch it in a way. I, I think it's just meant to build around kind of the rise of Skywalker. I actually think they're I think they've teased and joked that there is some like significance there to is. the last two episodes. I think I think there I think there will be. I think there will be Which some sort of minor is, is tie. I mean, minor tie in. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure, like, sure. But you know, something like, Whoa, so, that was cool. Exactly. So, like something. Let, let's just say, for example, um, I'm I'm playing uh, Jedi Fallen Order, right? Yeah. And at the beginning of the game, total, you know, spoiler here, I guess. Um, Cal Kestis is on on the ship, and he uses the Force to open a Jedi holocron, right? Mm-hmm. And it's the same. Yeah. It's not the same holocron, but it is another holocron that we see in rebels that ezra bridger opens 
and it's the it's the the holocron of Obi Wan telling everyone Jedi's Jedi is over. Oh sure, it's sure, the yeah, same, yeah. but it's you know what I mean. So stuff like that, so like connections, like oh, I think that's the same message that that we see Ezra mm-hmm. open at the beginning of. And yeah. do we see do we see that? I don't think we actually we don't see that in any of the movies. We know Obi Wan does he it. He says it. Yeah, he's he, like he, on the other end. You you get the full sort of message. Exactly yeah, on the other end, which is cool. Right. Yeah, yeah, and I I I think that. That may be the level of tie-in we get. I doubt right you're something see... like it was like in in Battlefront Two when you're doing the the Iden Versio campaign um, in Inferno Squad. You yeah. see some of these relics, like especially the compass, right? That you help Luke Skywalker get, and then you see the compass in Last Jedi in his in his hut. I think it'll be yeah. something to yeah. that level. I don't think it'll be anything. Right, right, right. I mean, here's the thing. Just for fun, just for fun. I, I what, what I'm picturing is I have spoken guy working on this That'd over there awesome. somewhere. Working. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I'm like an X-wing or whatever. They've recruited him, and then I'm also picturing like, you know, uh, Luke. Luke comes uh, on the screen as a Force ghost, and in Ray's delusional, and he says, you know, uh, go to wherever, seek Baby Yoda. <laughs> 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 people would lose their minds people would oh my god be like what the heck oh holy cow so it would just i don't know maybe there'll be some like you say yeah some some little tiny tiny tie-in but the only thing that you can really think is 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 baby yoda and you're like would they really do that would they really go no. that hard it would ruin it would ruin the series it would just be kind of crazy it, it would, would ruin be... it would it would ruin the series now if the if i have spoken you know that that uh yeah that actually, guy the, that the guy were in there that yeah yeah, that'd be okay because he he's probably a character that we will see again, but I don't think he's a character we're gonna like see every episode, right? So it's not really like yeah. we're ever worried about him him dying. But Baby Yoda, I mean, you could kill him. I mean that that'd be that'd be a huge part of the story. So if you did True. that, that would that would ruin the Mandalorian. I see what you're saying in that regard because there would be no more suspense. Like, okay, we don't know. We know exactly. Baby Yoda is always going to live at that point. The it would ruin it. I, it would ruin it. Yeah, yeah. The only thing I could think is if they showed us like the second to last episode, like, okay, Baby Yoda has now, like, finally the Mandalorian gives him away to, like, and again, I'm just, this is totally not going to happen, but I love to just play the what if game you know, like a Kyle Katarn and he like gives him away or like a, somebody exactly. who like represents Luke comes and recruits this baby and he takes him to you know do whatever be a part of his his temple I mean you, you gotta imagine right like how the hell would Luke not have found baby Yoda and trained him in the temple if if he weren't if he were alive I mean well, that's I don't just, know I mean I think that there's a lot of force sensitive people out there and they just it, dude, they don't they don't know I'm telling you man I'm telling you that you the force would they would they, it's such a I don't know it just that that's what that's what makes me think Baby Yoda doesn't make it man you know Jeez. I can't I said that well this this podcast was built on killing young well things. okay hold on a second so. okay because I just watched episode three last night all right yeah so Darth Vader and Palpatine don't know well maybe palpatine does you know i don't really know actually does palpatine know that luke and leia are out there um huh i don't know i don't think so because the whole thing with three is in episode fi- episode yeah. five he immediately just says oh it's luke skywalker it's it's the son of skywalker search your feelings yeah yeah and oh okay yeah, i guess i guess you're right but you know Clearly, it, you know, we talked a little bit a while ago about the metachlorine count. Well, if 
Palpat if Luke and Leia are as strong in the Force as mm-hmm. as Darth Vader or Anakin, how is it that nobody found them? Yeah, you mean you mean like Vader or Palpatine? Exactly. Or yeah. Yeah. And then Yoda's out on Dagobah. And nobody can find him. Well, yeah. And Obi Wan's so- out, and Obi Wan's on Tatooine too. So you have two. Now hold on. Pretty now, strong people in the Force that you can't find. Right now, now one thing I at least they they did cover this a little bit, and again, this is super um, a minute little detail. But I thought it was fascinating that, that one of the comic books or somewhere they talk about why Yoda went to Dagobah, and it was because of the cave and because of the dark side presence there that would mask his light gotcha. side presence. Yeah, it was sort of like he thought he would be sought after. He thought the Emperor would would want, and he thought that he needed to be around to pass on what he had learned. And he didn't right, know but it's, to who. But it's, cer- but yeah. it's certainly it's certainly never stated in the movies. Yeah, and also I would no, no, God no, and, and the I, I would even say too, like if you want, so I would say a youngling who doesn't know how to maybe shield themselves or, or or cloak themselves in the force or whatever, you know. Again, none of this stuff is covered in the movies at all. So you're sort of like, you know, what what, what this is kind of crazy but in legends they could literally like what well, it wasn't like luke in the last jedi where he just cut himself off from the force they could actually do things where like they could um kind of cloak their their presence because the same thing could be said for palpatine when he's standing in front of yoda how the hell did yoda exactly not know that that was that was dude it's know, because it's because uh, yeah they were losing their ability to use the force but also the the dark side is full of deception and he's you know cloaking his ability uh to to use the force so, but but a youngling wouldn't do that, and so you're sort of like, well, maybe you know. But do you have to be near them? I don't know how. I don't know how the. I think the Jedi when they recruited younglings, it was sort of like you had to let the Jedi Council know that you had a Force sensitive among you. So maybe that is the case. You can't sense them across the freaking galaxy or whatever. Although Leia and Luke have that kind of bond, and they can just you know, and Leia or I'm sorry, Ray and Luke. Once you've met somebody, it, it seems like you could kind of feel them in the force if you if you knew them um which is which is interesting even in legends they kind of said based upon like if you were friends and you had a tight relationship like master skywalker couldn't sense every jedi uh, in his jedi order that was out in the galaxy but he could keep track of his son and mara jade and people like that so right that you have that that you have some sort of a connection with yeah yeah one little cool thing so um Let's see, Count Dooku's from, like, Cirillo, and his father, actually in the, what is it called? Um, I think it's just Dooku, or Count Dooku. It's the it's that audio um, book or whatever that they made for Count Dooku and sort of his origins and how did he connect with his family, what happened, how did he get into the Jedi Order. Um, his family was super well-to-do, and um, they hated, despised him for being... Force sensitive, and they called the temple like instantly and said, "Get him out of here." So that's how he kind of got into the Jedi Order. So it seems like that's how you would have to do it, and I think that's what Qui Gon means when he's talking to Anakin. You know, like had or I'm, I'm sorry, Shmi, um, had this boy have been born in the New Republic, he would have been identified immediately. Like people just sort of knew to call the, the temple, send them there for training, and that kind of stuff. But but yeah, dude, you got none of that now. So freaking. You know, who knows what's going to happen to Baby yeah, who Yoda? Knows. Who knows? So, oh, All right, man. So many. Star Wars. 
so many things happening. It's just it's yeah, it's so great. We got the Mandalorian. I'm still plowing through Jedi Fallen Order, learning cool yep. stuff there. Um, yep. and then Rise of Skywalker. Oh. Yeah, yeah, and I do want to make a quick plug. So on our Patreon, I think either later uh, after this recording or later this weekend, I'm going to do a um, so it's a Resistance Reborn. I just finished that book, and so I'm going to do like a, a just a quick little chat on Patreon in case anybody wants to go. If you've read that book and you want to go check it out, because there's some little nuggets. It's it's really just a big filler and kind of sets up. It's like relationship building between you know Ray and Poe and Leia and everybody, and it's it's cool. And then I just started reading the Force Collector, and I tell you what, I'm actually more into the Force Collector than I was into Resistance Reborn. It's this kid who has Force abilities, and he can like touch objects. You've been playing the game, right? And you know Cal Kestis, he can go up and he can touch yes, an does. object. Yeah, and he can sense its like history and stuff. This kid in the Force Collector can do the same thing. So that's really all I know right now. I just know that his grandmother was teaching him how to use the Force, and it's a it's it's before the Force Awakens, sometime mm-hmm. before it. Um, so once I finish that, I'll be doing something on Patreon too for that, just because it's kind of a junior novel. It's it's a little it's a little quicker, right. but I thought, dang, it's kind of a kind of a cool little story. So yeah, lots lots going on. Perfect. All right. Well, hey guys, we want to thank you for hanging out in hyperspace. Continue to be. Uh, be sure to send us some more theories, thoughts on uh, Rise of Skywalker, Mandalorian, anything Star Wars, and we'll be sure to read them in our next episode. Yep. Uh, if you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment, or send us a transmission at hyperspacehangout at gmail.com. We'll see you next time. And remember that traveling through hyperspace ain't like dusting crops. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.